Hello, Charles. Hey, Robin. How you going? I'm great. What a lovely day it is here. We've got to catch up again. I am um, so excited. We're coming to Christmas. Ooh. So it's um, we've had a chance to catch up. Oh, it's before lovely. Christmas, because who knows? Might get busy. We might not be have a chance right. to catch up again. So good. We've just had a lovely lunch down at the Sunshine Beach Surf Club, and such a beautiful day here on the Sunshine Coast. Blue skies, blue water, phenomenal. Thinking of all of those that are up north, yeah, dealing with the cyclone totally. right now, but it's not as bad as what um, I hope it's they dissipated. It was going to be, mm. yeah, I think it is. And you know what? They're they're, They're so ready prepared, for it. I've, yeah. I've been through, um, I think we were living in Mackay for the Cat 4 cyclone. Really? And um, I remember what that was like. So this is, um, mm. this is you know, Cat 1 or 2, they're fully prepared for this sort of thing. Yeah. That'll be all good. I've been visualising it dissipating and moving out away from the land and sort of dissipating into the spaces between land. Yeah. Hoping that's happened a little bit. They'll enjoy the rain up there. <sighs> so, Charles, today our topic is know if uh, if you're a leader, know the currency. Yeah. Woo. What's that all about? <laughs> People are going, what are they talking about? Are they talking about money? Are they talking about Well, that's exactly currency. right. Currency. So as soon as people talk about mm. currency, they always talk about well, your, your straight go-to is, oh, currency means money. And I've been talking about it for years that currency doesn't mean money. Currency is whatever gets the best out of yourself. What mm. you what sorry, I'll put it a different way. Ooh. What you see as value. Yes. And we have to get rid of that notion or that feeling that everybody thinks that currency is the only thing that's valued in life. Mm. So for example, if someone told me, not that I paddle very much anymore, but if, if someone told me, oh, oh, fantastic. Wow. So we have a fighter jet going fighter over. Fighter jet's going over. Um, if someone told Training me run. that I can't go in the ocean anymore, mm. then um, I would go crazy because that really is my currency. I need to be in water. whatever capacity. I need mm. to, even if it's just my feet, yep. I need to put my feet in the ocean, my body in the ocean, whatever it is. Yeah. I've got to just even look at it. That is my. That is honestly my currency. I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, are water lovers, and you all know what we're talking about. If you're not by the water, and you haven't seen it for a while, or you're away from it, it it really does add and contribute to our life. Being on it, being around it, looking at it, smelling it. Yeah. It is. It is. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. So. We're, we're having a little giggle today at lunch and we're sharing <laughs> everything that we've been everything, up to lately. Actually, it's a yeah, lot of things we've been having the last few weeks. It's but, been a few weeks. Yeah, and, um, but particularly, I love your story, Robin, if you want to talk oh, about your tour that happened on, the, on a couple of days so ago. So we'll look at it from the point of view of being a leader and then working with people and being with people and how you best relate to people. And sometimes you, you get people who are on a different dial, like they're dialed in differently, really different. <laughs> <laughs> and bless them all and having allowance. So this morning I um, I do a little bit, bit of work for Kayak Noosa, Go Rider Wave, and they booked in a tour. And the tour was uh, 27 people, 27 people from China, right? A busload turned up with two English-speaking guides. There were three of us. Uh, or four of us with Scotty, but there were three of us uh, guides that were going out with them, and 27 people who had 
never paddled before who speak Chinese. Now, that is a challenge in itself. And what would it take to have fun with that? <laughs> so, and we did have uh, uh, one of our um, guides is um, Asian speaking. So he was also, you know, facilitating through when you, okay, we, first of all, we got to, you know, put them, get the gear on them, get them all um, suited up with the stuff. Get them to understand that they can take their shoes off. Yep, they didn't know to take shoes off. So they're standing they don't know they're going to get wet. They don't know they're going to get yes. wet. There's one guy having a fag, having a few, <laughs> <laughs> a few puffs on his ciggy, like right away, you know, before we're getting on. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Wow. But just, I took a step back. Like, I didn't, I, you know, I was, I see the scene come in and then I just took a step back to just see it from the big picture. I think, okay, well, we're, they're here to have fun. And they might even not even know what that means on the water. And that was my overriding thing is they need to be safe, feel safe, and to have fun. Okay, and we'll go from there. <laughs> so we were... And what's their currency? As in, you need to understand what is there because they're, what, they're, what their fun is is, is diff- going to be potentially very different to what your fun is and very. what you perceive as what their fun would look like when you are guiding them as a leader exactly so in that initial moments of meeting uh, a lot of the questions through translation was i want to take my phone so i can take photos and then there's like 27 people who wanted to do that and so i go okay to the guide i said why don't i take all the photos which is what we do anyway yeah Uh, i'll take all the photos people leave their phones here and that's I'll airdrop them to you, you know, which is what we, we've done it for years. Yeah. Guiding people, whatever. And so, But they weren't, they didn't know that. So then we get out, oh, we have to do the lesson first, you know. So there's no, uh, I can't speak it like I usually do. I have to demonstrate. So I'm demonstrating with an English, you know, like a translator. So he's he's talking to them and, you know, lots of words to say a little thing. It sounds like it's a lot of words. And they're looking and listening. And then you've got people who see me demonstrate something and do exactly the opposite. <laughs> there was one guy, like, you know, when you get in the boat, we like to put the butt in first and then the feet, you know. When the boat's in when the water. When the boat's in the water. So then I've got a boat sort of half in the water, half on the sand, looking like it's going for a Grand Prix slide. And then there's one guy who steps in with his feet and sits down in the boat. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's going to go flying. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, so you can't sort of say, no, don't do that. You're just like putting the hands across, like shaking the head, sign language. Anyway, we let him sit in it to watch the demonstration. It's really funny. (laughs) Bless you. And so then, um, you know, we get them to the point where, okay, they're ready and they are ready. They cannot wait to get on the water. They're like quickly, quickly, but have it could have been absolute chaos. We, I sent the the you know Reezy Asian speaking. He went out first, so at least he could tell them. We got the others on, and then we started on our merry way. And they're going all over the river. <laughs> they're out there. They're over there, and it's like okay. Now what have I got in my toolkit? I've got a whistle. And I blow that whistle so loud. Put my teacher, you know, my teacher energy on. But I don't say too much because they're not going to hear it anyway. So I'm doing the big hand signals. Over here. Over here. And they start to sort of corral in. 
And then you could see them running into each other and <laughs> a few splashes. And But you know what? There was the joy. The joy in these, you know, they come from a different country, a different culture. Just they've the grown up. They're on the water. They're on the water. And they put their feet in the water is just oh a mind Oh, my gosh. It was mind oh, forget this. And then, you know, you see the, the faces lit up like Christmas trees. You could see their eyes, you know, wide like saucers. This is unreal. You could see it in their face. Didn't know what they're doing. Paddles are upside down, blah, 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 whatever. They're moving the boat. They're safe. They're having a good time. And then, guess what? I pulled the camera out. I pulled out that phone to take some photos. Oh, did they come alive? Yes. Yeah, any of those? Oh, my goodness. They love the peace sign. So they put the peace sign up. They got the paddles in the air. And then they, they switched on like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> so, right. This is where we're at. This is the currency here. That's the currency They want to get on the water. I want a, They want a photo. So then I took like over 50 photos. Kept just clicking away. And then we got a little further. We click. I got them all rafting up. And I took them over to the shoreline. And more photos. And they're like, over. They're waving me over, take a photo, take a photo. I'm like, yes. So I became the photographer safely. I and hope then, they're all in focus, Robin. Oh, look, who knows? I don't know. I've deleted, I've airdropped them and deleted them. They're gone. It's back in, it's history now. They were very, very happy. And just the joy and then the simplicity of, we did have a target of where we might have got to, but quickly that reduced by half. So, you know, for those of you, so you, uh, of our friends who paddle with us, who've who've paddled at you know in Noosa, they got up just past Zachary's, and we thought maybe we'll get to Munna Point and return for, in an hour, which would be Zachary's from where you go from would be maybe eight hundred eight hundred meters maybe. It felt like five kilometers, <laughs> so we got that far, and that was it. And then they looked the guide, the two guides, you know, the translators. They're like. Oh, we turn around now? I said, absolutely, let's turn around. And so just the joy, it was a lot of work for a short amount of time, but the joy that went with them was oh. amazing. So, and so our idea normally of a tour would is, be to get people to go up into the oh, estuary, yeah. which is a couple of k's yep. away. Away from... To go find pelicans, yep. to go find... The birds, So have all mangroves, of these experiences yeah. that we would normally... Or Eagles, None of that. No. So there's all this wildlife that they they have essentially missed out on seeing, which is usually what we think is a value for mm. someone for a tour, mm. not realising that value for, for these them. guys, no, they just wanted the experience of being on the water They and, and they don't want anything too hard. No. They no. don't like to do anything too no. hard. Um, That's amazing. So you've had, you've taken out. Oh, yeah. So my experience, so yeah. I didn't. Talking about not reading the room, so so a couple of years ago, um, I didn't read the <laughs> Did, room, Robert. Oh, didn't you? And um, oh. and I had uh, five. <laughs> what a tone! I had five Chinese students oh. um, from Brisbane come up and do a tour with me on quite a fairly busy Saturday morning. Anyway, um, we were going against the tide to get across the other side of the river because then I knew that we were going to be going with the tide the to back. come home. Yes. But I didn't envisage that these guys would not be able to move the boats. And it's a Saturday morning, so to cross the river 
just to get into the quiet estuary where I wanted to get to, which I busy. thought was quite doable, um, was very busy. Yeah. And so we need, they didn't understand the concept that we needed to do this fairly quickly. Um, and on two of the boats, it was one guy, one girl, and the two girls are lying there sunbaking, not even paddling. And the two guys um, weren't much chop either. Mm. And we're going against the tide trying to get across a busy river. Uh-oh. I could see straight away this was not going to pan out so well. So at the time, I only had opportunity. I had two tow ropes, but oh. I had them both hooked to the back I of can my see boat. It now. Can... So it wasn't a train to go across. I had a tow rope off the back of my boat. Going like that. To two boats. Oh, my gosh. That's like a big that's body right. of water you're So dragging. as soon as we started yeah. paddling, oh. they clanged together, which means that they couldn't paddle at all. Wow. And so I ended up paddling. <laughs> so those, those carbo, the big plastic sit on top doubles, the carbos that we have. So I dragged two of those with four people in them and a person on the back Only of you my boat that. that didn't, that didn't paddle at all. You've got to have a bit of strength all. for that one. And wow. I thought I was going to break my paddle before I broke anything else. I thought I was going to break my back at some point. But anyway, you know what? I, I, and, I ha- and then you've also at the same time, you've got to try and keep a smile on your face because you're the two of them. <laughs> so you've got to make out like you're having the time of your life taking these people on a paddle. Um, anyway, I got them across. Wow. I was nearly dead. I got them across. We stopped at the beach. I said, right, you off. can do mm. it yourself now. So we yeah. paddled around and... And away we went. Um, but I knew they weren't going to be able to get... I honestly knew they weren't going to get home under control. Yeah. So I took, them, I took them to the beach and hooked them up properly this yeah. time so they could actually Wanted, maybe uh, have a little bit of a yeah. paddle. None of them did. They all just sat there and let me do all the work. <laughs> so I had a train, one like this. Oh, my God. Yeah, coming home. That's epic. But... Um, but that that would that have been fantastic for them. They would have loved oh, it. Oh, they had a ball. And mm. you know what? We spent about 10 minutes mm. with me standing beside a stingray that was very happy not to move. Yeah. And and I was pulling their boat over, dragging their boat so over the stingray it. so they could see oh. the stingray. And I know you only got about 1,600 to 2K all up. Yeah. I reckon I probably got to maybe 3K all up for a similar tour. Mm. And wow. They were sold. They just had an yeah. absolute blast. It was all about lots of photos yeah. as well. So it's understanding people's currency. Yes, absolutely. Um, if we had done that to some, like, say, for example, a school group, if we'd done that to a school group, they would have been bored because oh, they would have wanted to go a lot further and see, and see more cool yeah. things. So, yeah, it's really, it was yeah. so interesting. I just found that quite um, to observe the way it all panned out mm. and, and even the there's a bit of effort involved in getting you know getting all the boats off. Mm. You know we had them in doubles, as you know, nearly the whole pontoon was being used. It makes you realise that you can really get stressed out about mm. things that you just shouldn't really get stressed mm. out about. You know the fact that not everyone's towing the line mm. and going in the direction you want to go. You can get very stressed out yeah, by that, but you can. You know what? That is so the same with school groups, I suppose, with with teenage kids. Is yeah. Maybe they just want to go around in circles and bang and climb. Yes. To them, that's their yeah. joy. You don't get anywhere, but hey, they had a ball. And and being a leader, being able to identify and discern and see mm. that as not being a wrongness, it's like, you know what? They've got a lot of steam to paddle off here, especially mm. school groups. Mm. You let them have, you keep them in the container you got the safety, you know how far and where, but you, you, you be a bit loose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, so, totally um, so that was my morning. I felt like I just had a big grin on my face and I thought, now these people have come from the middle of China, the country. 
Yeah. And um, wow, this is so different for them. Just the fact that they're outside and is they're just on, amazing. And they had no shoes on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Incredible experience for them that they'll yeah. never forget because they've got all their photos. Mm. Hey, I'm totally off topic before so, we before yeah. we finish, Robin. Just looking at your um um your Christmas tree there, Aww. which we were just talking about before. Yes. So my youngest son, the oldest son, you know, is a bit too cool, cool. and old yes. to do that sort of thing yes. now. Yes. So he just sat and watched. Yeah. And um, the young one and I put the Christmas tree up um, on the weekend. Beautiful. Was it on the weekend? Just before. Yep. Anyway, um, he was putting it, he put it together. Yes. Now, we've had this Christmas tree. It was the very first Christmas tree that um, my hubby and I bought before we were married. Okay. So this Christmas tree is, is 24 years old. And so it's got to a point, some of this, a couple of um, decorations that are originals. Oh, wow. So it's got to a point now where I don't want to ever get rid of the Christmas tree because it's got a real history yeah. in our yeah. family. And every single year I've got a photo of the kids. So as little tiny babies holding them up next to the Christmas tree as going up to the wow. point now where they absolutely tower over the Christmas tree. <laughs> and because not, it's not that, it's not that yeah. big. So... Anyways, uh, Xander, uh, our youngest one, has really had a massive growth spurt in his legs this year. So he towers over me now. Oh, wow. And, yeah, you haven't seen him for no, a little while. He's way while. taller than me now. But he wasn't last year. He was nowhere near it last year. So last year he was about head height to the Christmas tree. And he put the Christmas tree together and he's like, is this our Christmas tree? <gasps> And I said, yes, this is our Christmas tree. And he goes, no, it can't be our Christmas tree. It's really so small. And I said, yes, it is our Christmas tree. That is how much you've grown this year. So, it, honestly, it now with the family growing up, yeah, our Christmas tree looks so small now. <laughs> it's amazing, though. I love it. But the kids just absolutely tower over this Christmas tree now. And it's, it's fantastic. I mean, they tower over your Christmas tree. My but Christmas tree is a little one. It's tiny. Like half. I love I it. I don't even know. It's probably half a metre, maybe a little, maybe 60 or 70 centimetres, not even. <laughs> and, but for me with Christmas decorations as you can see Charles I have um for you guys that can't see I've got a you know there's a staircase and then there's that um you know the stainless steel wire that goes to as a sort of you know a make do balustrade or something and on there I've got these little tiny pegs and I peg ornaments on there laden it with fairy lights and then the little Christmas trees right there so this is Christmas corner I love it because it means that you can still have everything if you don't really have the space mm. for a big Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, it's all there. It's perfect. Yeah, and I, I like it. So now awesome. um, back to the leadership and the, knowing the currency, you had a really, <laughs> Charles had a really good story that she was sharing with me at lunch. So would you like to share with our listeners um, yeah, sure. about that? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll, I'll just elaborate on it quickly because we're, we're getting to the end of time. Um, so I am coaching quite a fair few teenage boys right now and I took a few away on the weekend to a competition. And one of them, one of the, the main athletes, he elaborates to me that he's started playing Pokemon Go. And he was encouraging the other guys to get into it too. So I won't explain Pokemon Go, but you, so they can all play together. It's a, it's a live game. 
Well, they didn't know there's, there's a little secret about me that since my kids were young, they wanted to play Pokemon Go. And as a result of that, because I had to drive them around everywhere, um, I started playing too because I was bored while we were driving around. So I just started playing. So then I got into it. And, and so little secret of mine, I play Pokemon Go. <laughs> Not often, but I, but I play. And so I've got a pretty, um, I've got a pretty solid account. And um, I've, I've done some, you know, I've got some pretty solid Pokemon and, and some things that people would, would like really love to have in their account. So um, they, I said to them that I do play Pokemon Go, which first of all, they were like super surprised about. They didn't realize their coach would play that. And then um, I said, yeah, sure, go. I haven't played for a little while, but go through my account so you can see what I've got. Well, the, the main athlete that first started playing was just absolutely floored at what I had. And he was like, oh my goodness, you are like, you're a really solid player. I won't say the words that he said, but he was like, you are a really solid player. And I was like, um, yes, I am. So then as a result of that, I had to teach the other two how to play Pokemon Go. Um, after racing finished on Saturday, the weather was just disgusting in Adelaide. It was freezing cold. It was pouring rain. It was windy. So I drove these kids around. We played Pokemon Go. We stayed in the car with the heater on. All our wet gear was all hanging out in the car, so it all dried. So they were happy because all their wet gear dried. They were happy because they were doing something they liked to do. They had the time and they were nice and dry and warm themselves. It was a great. I tell you what, though, Mm. what the result of that was is I'm supposedly in in my field, like a leader in my field. I'm a coach. I've got to direct these guys. Mm. I'm searching for high performance, encouraging high performance all of the time. Mm. But you can get really caught up in that with teenagers particularly boys and sometimes um that the pressure of that can get all too much sometimes parents can even pop that pressure on them mm. and it just gets all a little bit too much and so the fact that between races i know it's not <laughs> ideal most coaches would be like that's not really ideal but we were we were doing these battles together and i was teaching them how to catch pokemon we're doing I all this it. stuff that i actually it brought me more onto their level. I was more relative to them. So rather than having this coach, I was actually more um, relative to them. To, com- to and relate to. Yeah. And, and now I actually have a, a better connection to get a better outcome. Beautiful. Which is what I search. That's what we do with our yeah. wow groups, right? We always yeah. find that currency. What's the currency? To, to those boys, um, you would never think that, um, you know, a close to mid um, sorry, a close to middle-aged mother of two as their coach would actually ever be able to come down to the same level and to then realise that she's actually like super high up in what you're trying to aspire to get to in the, in the world of Pokemon. Um, and, and they just loved it. Wow, absolutely really loved, loved it. that. I'm sure that can be transferable across yep. many different situations in, you know, whether you're a coach with athletes or you're a, a parent and you've got teenage Boss of a kids, business. Business, all of it. You've got to relate to... What's the currency? Be, yep, where find are the people? Currency. Where can you relate with them? How can you get a better outcome? Yep. Speaking of, we've got the family of magpies coming in now. You can hear them. Hello. <laughs> That's how it might be our cue. I think that might be cue to be done, Robin. One. Um, Thank you. 
Thanks, Charles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you have a wonderful I'd time. I'd give you a hug, but we are so sweaty and hot right now. Look, Sorry hug. for people overseas that are um, that are listening to us that are freezing cold right in now snow. in the snow. Yeah. But um, here in Australia, we are degrees stinking hot. Celsius. And I love it. I wouldn't have Christmas any other way. <laughs> Our bones are very warm. All right. Uh, awesome, Robin. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.